Hey y'all, and welcome back to Uplift Fit Nutrition Radio. I'm your host, Lacey Dunn, future registered dietitian, here to spread the scientific knowledge in the worlds of fitness and nutrition. Today, we're going to talk all about the importance of post-show and post-show mistakes. So if you're a competitor, get ready. We're going to dive into the topics, and let's get started. Alrighty guys, so some of you may know or some of you may not know that I am a NPC bikini competitor and I have competed in both regional shows and national shows. So from my experiences and the different methods I have used for prepping as well as post-show, I'm going to share with you guys some of the mistakes that I have made and some of the mistakes that I have seen with competitors. So mistake number one is not reversing and just going out on an all-out eating crazy cycle of food. So what you really have to be careful with post-show, and I know it's hard because psychologically you're hungry and physiologically you're hungry, but you just want to enjoy food. You don't want to be strict. And so what a lot of competitors do is that they go out on this all-out eating cycle and they gain a lot of weight post-show. And so post-show, you're going to gain water weight. You're going to gain weight. But it is not normal. It is not healthy to go out and gain 20 pounds and two weeks post-show. It is not. I don't care who you are. I don't care what your background is. That is not normal. 20 pounds, two weeks, not normal. Hey, 20 pounds after a few months, totally, it, it definitely depends per person. But that makes sense. But not two weeks. So What you really have to do is you have to remember that food is always going to be there. It is not going to go away. There's always going to be food around. So breathe. Take it slow. Post-show, you don't either. You don't want to specifically stay in your deficit either. So this is another mistake that competitors make is post-show, they don't increase their food. They stay in their deficit. And that just further drags you down into a metabolic turn cycle into a waterless abyss um it's just not good so post-show my suggestion is to enjoy that meal post-show don't track it enjoy it don't take the whole week to not track but Hop back on to your coach's macros and what I do with my clients is we immediately jump to a maintenance amount. And of course, you're going to have to guess because your maintenance is different now, but we immediately jump to what we think is maintenance. We drop cardio right off the bat, not all the way out, but we drop a session or we drop some time and we move on from there. So that is my suggestion with post-show. You don't want to, one, use post-show as an excuse to overeat and binge eat, and two, stay in a deficit. So you want to maximize that time post-show because your body is ready to gain both muscle and fat. So you have to be careful. You don't want to be in too much of a surplus because your body cells are just going to soak 
they're ready. They're ready to store fat. So they're going to store fat. You're not going to automatically just gain muscle post-show. It doesn't happen like that. Muscle takes time to build. So you really have to be careful post-show to not be too excited to eat. And you have to have self-control there. Now, another thing that you don't want to do post-show, which I have done, is just stay at maintenance and then not jump into a surplus if you need to grow because you're scared of gaining body fat. So (laughs) that is something that you have to get over because post-show, it's not normal to stay stage lean. So post-show, you really have to get your calories up. You have to drop whatever cardio you're doing. You have to get ready to make changes. So I have never done excessive amounts of cardio. I have never been in a deep caloric deficit, but I have stayed at maintenance calories where I should have been upping my calories in order to make changes in building. So what you don't, what you want to do post-show if you're going to compete again is jump into that off-season, jump into that building season. You want to get started on making those changes for the, sh- for the stage. Otherwise, when are you going to make those changes? When you're just delaying your time to the stage again, and you're also delaying the time for making more progress. So post-show, make sure if you want to grow, you allow yourself to grow. You increase your calories. You make sure your programming is ready for a progressive overload. So that is another suggestion there. Another thing is that post-show, sadly, your friends and your family know that you've been dieting and they're going to want to throw and push food down your throats. That's called a food pusher. And it's hard. I, I've seen it happen. I've, I have clients who've had to deal with this. And what you have to remember is, is that it is your body. They have zero right to try and throw food down your throat to guilt trip you into eating a food if you want a food you can eat it just eat it in moderation in a normal portion size you don't have to track it post-show at your post-show meal you don't have to but what you don't have to do is eat something just because somebody says oh you haven't had cake in a long time eat this cake eat this pizza eat this ice cream no you don't have to do anything You do what you want to do, okay? So get that out of the way too. Don't do something that somebody tells you to do just because you feel bad that you haven't been able to enjoy food with them or you haven't been enjoyed, you haven't enjoyed time with them because all you have to do is enjoy time with them. You don't have to, you don't have to eat something just because they want you to eat it because it's going into your body and not theirs. So that was kind of a bit of a rant because that's, Something that really annoys me is food pushers, but just know that it is your body and those nutrients are going into your body and not theirs. So it should not matter if you are eating something. It should not matter to them. It should only matter to you. Another thing that competitors make mistakes on post-show is not changing up their diet post-show. So with show prep, a lot of competitors like to stick to the same foods. I've been there. I love doing that. But the problem is, say that you have oatmeal like four times a day or you have chicken four times a day. What's going to happen possibly is your body may develop 
an inflammatory response to that food protein. It might develop an IgG inflammatory response, so you may develop a food intolerance. Another thing, if you took out dairy for eight weeks and you had previously been eating dairy, what happens is your body is not going to create those enzymes that it needs to digest that dairy. So if you don't have dairy for a long amount of time and then you don't try and slowly implement it back into your diet, what's going to happen is you're going to have problems with digestion and you might have developed an intolerance. Now there are, there are ways to slowly reintroduce foods to um, kind of combat intolerances. Um, I know for me, what I do with my clients is if somebody possibly has come from a bad coach and has developed intolerances, we will slowly implement some of those foods back into their diet. Say we might implement um, a piece of cheese or we might implement half or a fourth cup to half a cup of Greek yogurt into their diet until they are able to um, eat more and more of it and be able to tolerate it. Um, that is something that you really have to look out for is you don't want to cause any intolerances by eating something too much or you don't want to cause any intolerances by eating too little of something. You also want to get a variety of nutrients in your diet. That way you're getting all your essential vitamins and minerals. That way you have healthy hormones, thyroid, healthy everything, okay? So post-show, another thing a lot of people like to do is they, you know, they stick into, like I've said, they stay lean and they don't realize that they are down-regulating their metabolism. They are down-regulating their hormones. So with dieting, what happens essentially for males is you see a drop in TSH, you see a drop in testosterone. So for females, you see drops in progesterone, estrogen, estradiol, T3. So in your body, when T4 is converted to T3, that is good. But what happens is typically T3 levels drop and T3 is the metabolically active form of your thyroid hormone. And when T3 drops, your metabolism drops, the ability to use nutrients for energy drops and it has a downplay of regulation such as causing insulin resistance and um, fatty acid hydrolysis decreases. So um, not hydrolysis, fatty acid oxidation decreases. So we want healthy, happy hormones. So make sure you get to a good body fat to do that. So T3 responds specifically to carbohydrates. So what you want to do post-show is you want to, and I do with my clients, is we automatically make sure that you have an okay carbohydrate range. You have an okay fat range. So that doesn't mean you're going to automatically increase by 10 grams of fat and 100 grams of carbs. No, you want to be careful because you don't want to go too fast, but you want them in healthy levels for optimal hormone and thyroid function. So those are some mistakes that I have seen with competitors. So my suggestion is hop out of that caloric deficit, go to maintenance, slowly increase your calories, your fat, your carbs. Protein doesn't specifically have to um, move too much, but you really want to get those carbs and those fats up. You want to reduce that cardio. You want your body to be in a healthy, stable 
environment, and then you want to be able to increase from there. So make sure that you're getting ready for your next season, whether it be your off season or if you want to kind of stay at a leaner physique, that's okay. You can do that, but don't stay at a caloric deficit and make sure that you are staying at a body that has healthy hormone and thyroid levels. Otherwise, you are just hitting yourself with a bus and nobody needs to hit themselves with a bus, okay? Now, let's move into the Q&A from my Instagram post that I did on Uplift Fit Nutrition a long time ago. I never actually recorded it, so I apologize for that. So let's dive into those questions. Okay, so hey, it's Sarah said, how do you go about picking a suit? How to pick a show? Is a big show good for beginner or small show? What federation is best for newbies? What's the differences? Okay, first off, federations. There are natural federations like um, WNBF and NGA and OCB, ANBF. And then there are other federations that are not specifically natural, such as MPC and WBFF. So the differences is some of those tests, some of them don't. Um, for newbies, I suggest doing a smaller show. So maybe not a national qualifier doing a regional show for sure. That's my suggestion. Picking a show is going to come up to your location, how big it's going to be. Look at how it was last year. That's my suggestion. If you see that it had like 40 competitors in one class, well, that would be huge, but like 20 competitors in one class, that's pretty big. Maybe there were 10 competitors in one class. That's how the NGA Georgia was one year for me. That would be a smaller show. Um, How do you go about picking a suit? You really have to make sure that you go with a suit maker who is amazing. So I use Ravish Sands. That is my suggestion there. Angel Competitions um, Bikinis is also cheap as well. And then there's Toxic Angel Bikinis. Those three are my top three choices and have the best pricing there. Um, So you really want to pick a suit from one of those or somebody you trust. Make sure the color is good for your hair and your skin tone. So I suggest if you have darker hair, go with a um, more of a royal such as green, red, or purple, or blue. If you have blonde hair, make sure you go with... um, either go with something darker you don't want to do ever do like blonde and white or blonde and um, yellow ever please don't (laughs) don't go that route Uh, so make sure you talk with the suit maker see what they think because a lot of them will give you suggestions but if you can afford it get crystals so that is my suggestion there for suits sorry that was super fast (laughs) McDade12 said, do you need a coach year-round or just for prep and reverse diet? Best way to stay lean and build muscle after show. So how do you need a coach year-round? No, you don't. You don't need a coach to prep. I personally like to have a coach per prep because I am so hard on myself. I need an object an objective eye and I think it's important to have that because we can be our our own worst critics. Um, I do think it's important to have a coach that understands your metabolism so that is why I do suggest having a coach for both your prep and reverse diet. Typically reverse dieting out of a show is even harder than show prep so that's why I suggest having a coach. Um, The best way to stay lean and build muscle after show is going right to your maintenance and then slowly upping your calories from there and having a proper resistance program. 
and how to target your problem areas that don't develop is definitely going to come in with frequency and making sure that you are hitting those muscles, not too little, not too much. Really is about volume and intensity and progression there. All right, guys, next question. Your opinions and views on the unnatural route women take for bikini prep. That's lace face 111. I think that the unnatural route is definitely a choice people make and I don't think it's worth throwing your health away to um, make progress faster. I think the natural route is definitely key because we really think about it. If you want to prep, if you want to be in the bikini world or any world of fitness, you want to be in there for a long period of time and I don't think it's worth wasting your health to get there on stage faster when you're not going to be on stage as long because what's going to happen is you're going to shut down your natural your body's natural ability to produce hormones and you're going to cause thyroid issues you're going to cause gut issues so I am definitely a fan of the natural route and power to the natural competitors because sadly there are a lot of unnatural competitors these days Alrighty, so We have a question asking about waxing or shaving and how many days out do you prefer to do it by Ariana Ray. For shaving, I definitely suggest shaving and I suggest not using a new razor because you can cut yourself and it hurts and it makes you bleed and then that looks terrible on stage and I'm saying that because I have cut myself right where my glute is before and it it looked terrible guys. Don't do that. So use a razor you've been using shave yourself on monday shave yourself on thursday don't cut yourself um megan elise said is it harder to compete when you don't have breast implants i don't think you need breast implants i think they can help with the overall physique and the look that you have so say that you have a lot of lower body muscle and you don't have breast implants that can potentially make you look imbalanced say that you get breast implants and you develop your upper body to match your lower body that will help but then we have you know competitors like me who are able to pull off no breast implants well that's me saying pulling off I think I can pull it off There are pros that don't have breast implants that do very well. So I don't think breast implants are necessary. I think that they can help in some aspects because some judges might like breasts. Let's be real. It's subjective. They might like big, full breasts. So that's that. Um, Next question. What are your thoughts on a slow reverse diet as... as opposed to returning back to maintenance quickly. I've already gone over that earlier in the podcast on what to do, so go to maintenance. Um, Colleen's Fit Journey said, tips for doing your own hair. Is straightening enough, or would you or would you teasing to create a fuller, more volumized look? Would you suggest teasing, as I think is what you meant. So Colleen, I definitely suggest doing your own hair to save your money because I know I've had somebody do my hair and it was like $150 to straighten my hair, and that's just ridiculous. What you can do, which I've done before, is go to a blow-dry bar and they can tease it, they can do your hair, and it looks fabulous for $50, and I think that's well worth it. So that's my suggestion there I do suggest teasing especially if you're gonna curl make sure you tease Um, straightening make sure you tease at the top of your hair Um, hair services definitely are expensive so you can do your own hair just make sure that um, 
you have somebody help you out and get the back of it because I know I've done a show and the back of my hair wasn't straight and that definitely did not look too fabulous in the pictures. Okay, Must Love Dogs said, how much stuff can you get away with doing on your own versus professional help? Um, what to look for in use suits? Um, so for getting away with doing on your own, you can do your own makeup, you can do your own hair, you can do your own tan, but it's all about how good you are at doing it yourself. So if you are good at makeup, you can do your own makeup. If you're good at hair, you can do your own hair. If you know how to do the tan correctly, you can do your tan. But if you're a new competitor, I always suggest having somebody do your makeup and having somebody do your tan. Um, oh, she also said, how do stoned versus foil bikinis compare on stage? Stoned always do better. Always. They sparkle. They look fabulous. They catch your eye. Also, AB stones look 150 times better than non-AB stones. So I think it's well worth paying to get a used or new suit that has AB stones on it. If you're getting a used suit, look for quality. Make sure you look at the photos and you see if there are any stains or missing stones. That is my suggestion there. Um, what should somebody look for in themselves to know if they're mentally ready for a show? Make sure that you don't have any um, kind of bad food relationship issues. Make sure you understand what you're getting into, that it's going to be subjective, and that going up on that stage working hard does not mean that you're going to get rewarded for that hard work. So you really have to go up there for you to have fun and realize that your placing does not dictate your worth. Questions that I ask people prior to competing is, what is your food, your cardio, and your workout regimen like? I make sure that they are good in regards to having food high enough, having cardio low enough to prep. I make sure that they have a healthy relationship with food, that they understand why they want to compete, they can relay it back to me, and that they are doing it for them, and that they know that the placing does not dictate how awesome of a person they are. So the next question is by Sarah Gets Fit Recovered, carb depletion, water, and fiber in the week prior. So I've gone over that stuff in my peak week um, episode, so make sure to check that out. But in a nutshell, I don't suggest ever water depleting. That is terrible for you. You're going to just look flat and your muscles are not going to be able to get a pump or be able to fill out with the carbohydrates because you need water to fill out. Um, fiber you want to keep either normal to slightly lower and then carb depletion. Um, I kind of went over that there but essentially you can either carb backload or carb front load and you really need to test that the week prior to preps. I've got a couple questions on food and how to adjust diet and macro ratios as you get closer to showtime. So I cannot just give a protocol on a podcast because it really changes per person. Some people have to dig deep and they have to drop carbs. Some people have to drop their fats. Some people need their refeeds. They need diet breaks. So I can't give a protocol because it's going to be different per person. So if you have somebody or a coach that says, I know the exact protocol for you, they are wrong because it's going to change. It's going to change every single prep and you you really have to understand that everybody is different. So I can't give an answer there. I'm sorry. 
Um, in regards to show day digestion tips, definitely keeping protein lower helps. So what I like to do with myself and my clients is giving, doing like two ounces of protein with your carbs or your fats and then making sure to drink water because if you don't have water, then you're not able to move that food along through your system. You're not able to poop and you guys know when you don't poop, you just look like crap. You feel like crap. So Nah, that's funny. Crap. (laughs) I'm a child. I'm sorry. Um, So digestion, drink your coffee in the morning if you always drink your coffee. Eat your normal foods. Don't change up your foods like crazy. Drink your water and try and keep protein lower through the day because sometimes that can just sit in your stomach. Um, How to break body fat percentage plateaus. Definitely, you're either going to have to drop your calories, you're going to have to increase cardio, or you're going to need a diet break or refeed. So that's those are the tools that I use with my clients, and it changes on what people use with best. Somebody mentioned it's Tamantha uh, Chondra, alcohol for pre-show carb up. I know some competitors do use alcohol, specifically wine, because it can help with vascularity, so... For a carb up, adding alcohol, you can have vascularity, but I typically suggest for a carb up just doing carbs and water and sodium. Okay, Jackie Jackie Noss said how to know which class to compete in. So classes they will decide based on your height, A, B, C, D, E, G, F, H, I think so many classes now, but that's done by height. And then whether you're doing bikini or physique or figure, that is done by how much muscle you have and your physique. So if you're a kind of a smaller competitor who doesn't have enough muscle to go into figure, you'll do bikini. And I suggest before you pick a, um, a show, before you pick a uh, class to compete in, you go on NPC News Online, you look at those looks, you look at the national shows, and you say, would I be able to do this? That is my suggestion for how to pick a class as well as looking at personality because bikini, you got to have the sass, you got to have the confidence. Figure is less sass and more a structured pose. So if you're not somebody who's good at sass on working that, on being super confident, on wearing heels, you might want to think about figure over a bikini. She also asked about keto for show prep. So I'm definitely not a fan of keto. Some people have to go keto for prep because their body just does not respond. And doing just a low carb intake is not it's not suggested because once you get to, say, 100 grams of carbs, your body is not able to – your body has no fuel glucose for your brain because you need about 130 grams a day. And also, your your carbs are so high, you're not making ketones for fuel, so you're really just running yourself into the ground. So normally, when people get that low, they have to go keto, and it is not the best method, but for some people, it's necessary, and it can have benefits, but you can develop some insulin resistance with keto. You can develop food intolerances with keto, digestive issues, so I am very wary about suggesting keto for show preps next question what should your body fat percentage be before you start cutting body fat percentage never matters when you're on stage it doesn't matter post stage I do suggest making sure you're not you don't need to lose 30 pounds 
or something and you have 12 weeks. So I suggest making sure, like I've said previously, that you do a pre-show fat loss stage or you are at a lean enough physique to where you think you can be ready in time and you should have a coach that can tell you if you can be ready in time. Ooh, I love this next question. It is by Gab Fitness, and she said, what to look for in a coach? So I definitely am a firm believer in certifications and degrees. But that being said, just because somebody has a certification does not mean really anything. Because think about it, anybody can take an ISSSN certification and say they're certified because that's an online exam. And the even I've taken the NASM, it's a certification, and I wouldn't even say that having a NASM certification did me any good because I've had a background of all of that material in my undergrad. So I don't think certifications are technically necessary. I think degrees are amazing, and if somebody has a degree, that definitely stands out. But then again, there are amazing people that I know that don't have degrees in the in the nutrition or the fitness fields that are super smart like my coach um the diet doc dr joe klesminski he does not have a master's in nutrition he's not an rd but he is the king of flexible dieting he coined the term flexible dieting and he is so knowledgeable so i don't think you need a degree or a certification i think you need the knowledge and the experience and that to find a coach you need to ask questions. You need to figure out their methods. You need to ask about the um, their past clients. You need to talk to their past clients. So my previous podcast with my friend Nick, we go over bad coaches and what to look for in coaches. So I suggest you go to that podcast. Amy Lou Fitness asked about fat burners and fasted cardio. So fasted cardio has no benefits over post-workout cardio for some people it is better for them to just knock it out during the day um potentially there could be some more fat loss if you go harder with fasted cardio versus fed cardio but my suggestion is always fed cardio because with fasted cardio you can potentially lose muscle Um, In regards to fat burners, they are not needed. There are certain fat burners that can help you um, with focus, with energy, because they have caffeine in them. Um, But a lot of fat burners are crap glorified caffeine pills. Um, Some fat burners like Yohimbi are clinically shown to help with fat loss. So it really depends on what the ingredients are, what the fat burner is. And you really have to be careful with taking fat burners because like I said, a lot of them are glorified caffeine pills. A lot of them can cause overdoses and um, digestive upset. So just be careful and feel free to always email me with the fat burner you want to use. I know Hydroxy Elite is terrible for you. I have had clients who've caffeine overdosed on there. And um, there's just a lot of, there's a lot of fat burners that also have illegal ingredients. So be careful, guys. Be careful. That's why I stick to PE Science. I love them. I've used them. And I trust them. So Actarbers said, what is a good body fat percentage for stage? So I know I've gone over this, but they don't care about your body fat on stage. They just care about your physique. She also asked about post-stage, and I, I know I said body fat percentage does not matter, but if I'm thinking in regards to um, just 
optimal healthy hormones and thyroid functioning, I would say it's going to be different per person because somebody who is 15% body fat may be super healthy like me. I'm around 16% body fat right now. Um, And then somebody else may have totally depleted hormone levels at 15% body fat and they may need to go up to 20 to 25% body fat to have healthy hormone levels. So my suggestion is going off of what makes you happy and what makes you healthy. Healthy is what matters because post-show, you really have to make sure you jump back into healthy, happy hormone levels and thyroid levels. So it's going to depend per person there. So AFIT Deanna asked, what are your thoughts on the quickly evolving look of bikini? So if you guys follow the NBC or the IFBB, bikinis look, it changes quite frequently. And it changes based on the show and the judges. So some judges prefer a harder, a more figure-like muscular physique. Some judges like a more streamlined, smaller, tighter look. Um, And some like it softer. So it really depends per show. And what's really frustrating is that the fact that it's subjective and different shows and different judges like different things. Um, Based on what I saw at NPC Nationals, they want muscle, but they don't want extreme lines and they want an overall balanced shape. They did go for a lot more muscle. I do like that, um, but I don't like the fact that at other shows I've seen they've gone a more figure like look because to me that makes figure go even bigger I hate the I hate how figure has evolved figure has gone from muscle that is attainably attainable naturally to muscle that's pretty much almost not attainable naturally so I think bikinis starting to get too big in some shows Um, I really prefer the conditioned, balanced, symmetrical look that Bikini has. And a perfect example of that would be somebody like um, Corey Baker. I love Corey Baker. I've had her on my podcast. I freaking love her look. And another person that I really like is... Tiffany Servadius. So at Tiffany Elite Aesthetics, I freaking love her look. So if you guys look at NPC um, Miami Nationals, who won the overall? That's Lauren De Miller. I've Dana Miller. Lauren Dana Miller. I've followed her for so many years. I'm so happy for her. But look, look at her look. She is not overly conditioned. She has a perfect balance and her look is just fabulous so that's what they're going for um I love her look so I think that's great um but the evolving bikini I just wish they would stick to something and they would just go with it instead of just changing it up like every show with different judges and different shows and then IFB IFBB is just out the wazoo because they will go super soft one day and then they will go super hard another day so I'm just like guys come on pick what you want oh it's frustrating it's definitely frustrating but in regards to the look you know what I fully believe in with going on stage with how you want to look hey you might not do your like you may not do amazingly well but you'll feel amazing and you'll be proud of yourself so that's what I do I go up with a look I want to look like so I know I kind of detoured away from that question there but before I end this podcast I do want to suggest that when you compete 
even if you want to win, make sure you go up there with the body that you are comfortable in, that you love, and you don't jeopardize your health for a show because a show's not worth that. A show's subjective. You're getting a trophy. You're not making money unless you're the top five pros in the United States. So make sure you understand that. Make sure you compete for you and that you are doing it in a healthy way because a lot of coaches... They like to deplete their athletes and they like to give them diuretics and prescription pills and it's disgusting and yeah, so make sure you have a good coach, make sure you prep well and if you have any more questions, I mean I can always do another podcast. I am officially to the point where my throat is dry so I'm going to get me some food and some water and I hope you guys have just a fantastic day and I really hope that you're enjoying my podcast because I really love doing them and I would love if you could leave a review on this podcast. You can tell me how you're feeling about the topics if you want me to go over any certain other topics and I can help you learn and I can learn along the way. So thank you guys again and have a great day or great night.